Welcome to Tidbit Tuesday. I'm your host, Ashley. Bolton Refuge House creates a safe space through programs and services for all persons impacted by domestic violence, intimate partner violence, sexual assault, and advocates for social change. Everybody has a right to safety, dignity, respect, and self-determination. On today's episode, I'm going to be discussing rape culture. To understand rape culture, we first must know the definition. Wikipedia tells me that rape culture is a societal concept for a setting in which rape is pervasive and normalized due to societal attitudes about gender and sexuality. So today I'm going to be sharing five real-life examples of rape culture from a website called Fresh You, and this article was written by Shelby Nicole Everett, and I will be sharing those five real-life examples with you on today's podcast so we can shed a little light on this subject. Rape culture is woven throughout our society and has been for many years. Shelby states in her article that many deny that rape culture exists in the world, but there are numerous examples in everyday life that normalize rape and sexual assault on a disturbing level. Our society has allowed sexual abuse to be downplayed and dismissed, she says. Number one example of rape culture. Songs like Blurred Lines and Blame It on the Alcohol. These songs suggest that consent is a blurred line, but it really is clear. Yes means yes, and anything other than yes means no. To add to that, taking advantage of anyone who is highly intoxicated is rape. Someone who is under the influence cannot properly consent to sexual activity. Number two, example. The justice system that doesn't hold rapists accountable and doesn't take rape seriously. The Brock Turner case is an excellent example of this very thing. Brock Turner raped an unconscious woman, but was still able to maintain his reputation as a Stanford swimmer. His father also stated that his son's life should not be ruined over 20 minutes of action. If this isn't alarming or scary enough, he only served a short three months in prison before being released on good behavior. Short sentences and leniency are not uncommon for predators. Number three, people who blame survivors instead of perpetrators. Victim blaming is one of the biggest aspects of rape culture. Asking a woman what she was wearing when she was assaulted or if she was drinking throughout the night only places the blame on the victim rather than the assailant. Some of you might know the history behind Denim Day. It takes place every year April 24th and it encourages people to wear jeans. Denim Day grew out of a 1998 Italian Supreme Court decision to overturn a rape conviction because the victim wore too tight of jeans. This is an excellent example of victim blaming and the justice system not taking rape seriously. Number four, saying boys will be boys. Boys will be boys is a rather popular saying that typically dismisses bad behavior displayed by a young boy. The problem with this is that it reinforces generalizations that boys are violent and mischievous, but that is the case. It is not okay to teach a boy that they are allowed to behave poorly just because it is perceived to be normal. 
Boys are perfectly capable of being respectful and understanding human beings. When they get older and think back, they will remember this saying and they will believe that they won't be held accountable for their actions. Number five, educational institutions are notorious for covering up campus rape. Prestigious universities such as Notre Dame, Harvard, and Stanford are known for covering up rapes that occur on their campuses. In order to maintain a positive reputation to gain the liking of potential students, administration allows rape to be condoned. Instead of supporting their students and encouraging them to report, they would rather shame them into silence for their own benefit. So here's some advice to parents. If you are a parent to a senior in high school this year, you're going to be wanting to talk to your child or children about campus life and how to protect themselves on campus. And it is okay to ask your child's college what their procedure is on reporting sexual assault and how the university has handled it in the past. That is a perfectly okay question to be asking of the university that your child is going to be attending. The Hunting Ground is a 2015 documentary film about incidents of sexual sexual assault on college campuses in the U.S. and what its creators say is a failure of college administration to deal with it adequately. Another movie that shows real life examples of rape culture is a documentary called Audrey and Daisy. Audrey and Daisy is an American documentary film about three cases of rape. The documentary includes the stories of two American high school students, Audrey Pott and Daisy Coleman, At the time of the sexual assault, Pot was 15 and Coleman was 14. This documentary shows real examples of rape culture in society today. On this Tidbit Tuesday, I'd like to take some time to share some statistics that I found the RAIN website. Sexual violence affects millions of Americans. Every 92 seconds, an American is sexually assaulted. Young people are at higher risk of sexual violence ages 12 to 13. 34 are the highest risk years for rape and sexual assault. Women and girls experience sexual violence at higher rates. Millions of women in the U.S. have experienced rape. As of 1998, the estimation is 17.7 million American women have been victims of attempted or completed rape. Isn't it time we do something about this? If you or someone you know has been a victim of domestic violence or sexual assault, please contact us at 715-834-9578 where 24-7 advocates are standing by. If you are interested in how you can help Bolton Refuge House, please contact our director, Pat. Her email is director at boltonsrefuge.org. I would like to give a special shout out to a former employee from Bolton for doing a birthday fundraiser to support this week's podcast. Happy birthday, Peggy, and thank you for always being an advocate at heart.